Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 13. And I want to take this time and I'll jump on every podcast now and just say that I hope everyone is actually doing well over this tough period. And I want everyone to know that, I hope this goes without saying, but if if anyone is in need and if I can do anything to help anyone out, please drop me a message, drop me an email, anything, and I'll do my absolute best to help you out. So after making the last podcast and talking about using time wisely over this lockdown period, about running maybe a recomp or a gaining phase, something like this, I thought this would be a, a good time to discuss as I know this is um, something that a lot of people do struggle with, including myself. And and that's what we're going to talk about today is, is my struggles with this over the last couple of years. So I wanted to, first of all, write a post about it on Instagram. Then I wanted to do a video post. Um, then I, I tried to write an email and then write a blog. And I, I just said to myself, and I've said this in a number of podcasts so far, I find it very hard sometimes to get emotion across. I think this is is an important topic to talk about and I think this is the right medium to do it through. So I thought a podcast would be the best idea to do it. And that topic is going to be the psychological barriers to entering a gaining phase and my mainly through my experiences with it so far. So to start the podcast off, you're either going to be a person who finds it hard to put on weight or, or hard to shed pounds. So you're either going to be a person who hard, finds it hard to gain muscle tissue and finds it like a hard gainer, or else you're going to be someone who holds on to a lot of body fat and find it hard to pull pull body fat off, off her frame. And one wants to be the other, and the other one wants to be the other one. The hard gainer wants to use the other person's physiology because it finds it hard to put weight on, and then vice versa. So a little disclaimer to, to kind of put out at the beginning. Um, this episode is going to be for the person who has been constantly battling to drive body fat down and now is ready to start a gaining phase, but finding it quite difficult to do so. So if you've let if you've made it to this point, um, I think that uh, you'll know if this podcast is the right one for you. So let me tell you a story about um, my experience and I think that everyone on here is able to relate to this if you are, if you have made it this far. So I've always been a, a quite a tubby kid or a chubby kid when I was much younger and found it very hard to kind of lose body fat and always had to kind of been quite self-conscious about my, my physique um, up until kind of all the way through my kind of earlier years up until about the age of about 13 maybe or so when I started to play rugby a little bit more um, at a better standard I'd say and just by doing this um, my expenditure obviously went up I was m- much more active and then kind of lost a good bit of, of body fat and a good bit of weight until I was about 15 years old um, I was quite slim then much happier at my body composition um, but at about the age of 16 then is, is the time where I really got into weight training so when I got into weight training, and if my, any of my cousins, and I know I've brought them up a few times in this, this podcast, but they definitely led me down the wrong alley, um, I was always taught, eat more, grow more, more muscle, and nothing to do with accumulation of body fat whatsoever. So I always thought, the more food that I eat, the more muscle I grow. So I was just eating absolutely everything inside because more calories was better, right? More calories was more muscle tissue. More calories was growing, better performance, better rugby, which I'll touch about below. Um, even more so, even so that um, when I was coaching my brother, uh, Ben, and he started to get into weight training a little bit, and he saw um, he saw me doing it, and I was, I was trying to take him under a wing then, and I started to coach him, and I would make him eat till, and we'd be sitting there at dinner, and I made him 200, 300 grams of pasta with 
50 grams of pesto on it and just sit in there saying, You're, I'm not leaving until you finish the meal, trying to really coach him and drive him through this process. But I can tell you 100% that I was definitely not the poster boy for these method, methods that I was actually implementing. I was definitely starting to accumulate more, more body fat at this stage. I was definitely seeing the scale move up. And I think that when we were younger, I don't know what it was, but we think that the scale going up is just a, a, an immediate increase in muscle tissue, nothing to do with body fat. The more the scale moves, you gain a kilo a week. Unbelievable. We just got bigger biceps. The scale moves 1.2 kilos in the, in the next week after that. Great. My quads have definitely gotten bigger. Where It's probably the other way around where we've actually just accumulated a lot of, of body fat. So got to the age of about 17 or 18 and I started playing rugby at a, at a quite decent level across kind of my senior years in school um, and then ended up in a Leinster underage group at about 17 or 18 and for I, I used to play um, hooker um, and for those of those who do not know what this is and that's kind of like the, the front line of the scrum where they're kind of known as the big guys so uh, when I was getting into this I used to be in a, a very small school and the rugby was not big at all in that school not at all and for me to kind of make it through to the underage Leinster setups was quite uh, like it wasn't really heard of so when I was that age I was thinking god who am I going to be going up against they're going to be way way bigger than me they're going to be they're going to be better than me and I was always really into the gym and I loved the gym. So I said, okay, they might be better at rugby than me, but let me try and get bigger than them. Let me try put on as much muscle tissue as I can. Let me try be the biggest there. Let me try be able to squat the most. Let me try be able to, to lift the most. And of course, as we're taught, food is, food is fuel. The more food, the better. More calories, more muscle tissue. So I thought the bigger I was, the better opportunity I would actually have to make it. So I ended up going from about, I think I was about 80 kilos in at the coming to the end of, of sixth year, uh, maybe a little bit heavier, maybe like 85 kilos. And probably within the next three or four months, I probably went all the way to 103 kilos. And I remember being 103 kilos. So I've put on probably about 20 kilos, let's say approximately 20 kilos in probably four, four or five months here. So I finished up school around May, I would have played kind of over the summer and finished up at like September, I think it was. So from May to September, I put on about 20 kilos. And I'm looking in the mirror here thinking like I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger here. I thought I looked unbelievable at that stage. And then I kind of throughout the rugby then and I, I was um, I didn't make the, the first team in there and, and kind of got a feeling that I, I wasn't really going to make it as a rugby player. Thinking back now, it's funny to even think that I was was actually going to think that I made it. But that was the dream, you know, back in the day, we all have, when we get into these kind of things, we all have dreams to make it. So at that age, about 18, 19, I, I remember my, my kind of my parents and my sister and stuff like that would say, you know what, Josh, you're looking like, I think you, you've, you're getting a bit big at the moment. And I used to think big is, is great, you know, big, unbelievable, big biceps, big quads, big back, big, big chest, all these kind of things. And, and it kind of just, it, it started to hit home then um, at that stage when they were saying, you know what, I think you're actually just getting a little bit big here. At 103 kilos, I was definitely no, um, nothing small anyway. So then I, I started to um, think, okay, how do I lose body fat here? And then doing a little bit of research heard about this thing called this new scientific um, research that was called a calorie deficit. And when I heard 
okay, so we need to eat less than we're burning in a day and we lose body fat, great. And then I went to the complete other extreme without even knowing, thinking that, okay, eat more, build more, bigger biceps, bigger chest, bigger quads, more fuel, more, more muscle. And then I went completely on the other end of the spectrum where I said, eat as little as I can, make it as much of it protein, and I'll lose a lot of body fat. So the first ever diet that I ever went through and I've talked about this once or twice in the podcast for anyone who, who does remember the story. I remember my diet very, very clearly because it was absolutely insane. It was egg whites in the morning with a little bit of paprika on there because I heard that paprika sped up your metabolism or something like that. Um, and then it was chicken and cucumber for uh, lunch. So one chicken fillet and cucumber and chicken fillet and green beans for dinner. That was it. So 300 calories for the chicken, let's say 50 calories for the veg, if even. I wouldn't even say, and then maybe 100 calories for the uh, the egg whites maximum. So we're talking 450 calories a day here, and I would did that for months and months. And sorry, on top of this as well, was uh, four five days a week cardio, four or five days a week weights training, and just metabolic metabolically frying myself. So I did that for a number of years and and kind of just until I really got into to PT started to kind of understand a couple more um a couple more just get a bit more of understanding of nutrition and starting to I only kind of made an Instagram then um about 3 years ago now and the amount of information and good quality information that you can get if you go searching for it um is very high so learning a little bit more about that started to to um increase my knowledge about it and be to be able to do it a little bit in a better way so found, found out how to do it uh, properly consistently dropped weight for about six or seven years then at that stage um over college and then over um over my masters um and then and then moved straight from masters into pt job and then even that year, first year PT, I was calorie deficit this, calorie deficit that. And if you look back at my posts, I know there's a couple of hundred now at this stage, or probably almost a thousand. Um, in my early doors, it was calorie deficit this, calorie deficit that, like I said, all about the calorie deficit, where we didn't even look at anything else about how we actually feel or how our sleep, stress, and recovery is. But anyway, so after about six or seven years of dieting, literally six or seven years of being constantly in a diet, trying to pull it off, I got down to about 6, 71, 72 kilos, which is 31, 32 kilos more than when I was at 103. 32 kilos is a crazy amount of weight to lose. Even over that, that time period is long now, I understand, but still, it's a hell of a lot of weight to lose. I'd say it was probably about five or six years over that time, so from the age of 18 to, to 23. Um. And then that's when I, I started in the gym at about 72 kilos. And my goal was to get a six pack. That's all I wanted to do is get a six pack, let it be able to visible, get a picture or two, um, and make sure that I post it up on Instagram or something like this, where it was silly to try and just attain that. And just by that, that thought process, my mindset at that stage was um, when I stepped on the scales, the number had to go down. Do you know, it, I'd be in a bad mood all day if it hadn't gone down or if it had gone up constantly for six six seven years i'm talking here which is which is insane amount of time when you actually think about how long constantly in the battle with herself mentally here if the scales hasn't gone the right way throwing us off mood and emotion wise 
that doesn't change overnight guys that does not change overnight it takes years to try and flip our mindset in the right way and i talk about flipping our mindset rewiring our mindset changing our mindset on on instagram social media all the time but it doesn't just happen it takes time and if we've ingrained these habits and our mindset and and uh, our psychology for six six years here to try and think that less less weight is better less food is better for us to flip that it, it takes a lot of time so since then over kind of like the last i would say three years i think it is um i've always battled uh getting into a gaining phase even though i've known i've needed to enter one all this time i put on 0.5 kilos i immediately think i've lost my abs i'm gaining body fat no muscle tissue quickly mini cut and that was literally the ebb and flow for years for years if you think that i entered this even just right now about 15 weeks ago now 14 weeks ago i was 78 kilos so six years ago i was only seven or three years ago i was only 72 so there hasn't been much change in scale weight since then and it's that mindset of just just being scared to see the scales move up and i think that a lot of people can relate to this and understand and when I do enter this gaining phase, and I've talked to a couple of people, and they, they seem to have the same thought processes. When we enter this gaining phase, we we almost we almost celebrate a little drop in scale weight. That if we're supposed to be moving the scale up, and it goes from seventy two point four to seventy two point two, we almost like kind of go, oh, unreal, kind of unbelievable. It's gone down this time because we're so. Um, we're so used to that mindset and, and we're so used to that previous mindset. We're lost in that previous mindset really um, constantly and it's so hard to try and to try and get out of that mindset. And that's what we're going to try to talk about today is to how to improve your mindset in, in terms of this. So no word of a lie, I genuinely think the last 12 weeks has been the only real time that I've been comfortable being in a gaining phase the first time ever and it's still at the very beginning of it was a little bit scary when the scales were going up you have that mindset you have those kind of um uh, the devil on the shoulder saying no no josh time for mini cut no no josh you're starting to lose your abs no no josh your legs are getting a little bit fatter and that that's that's something that is hard to get rid of and i'm sure that you guys who again has made it to this point can understand that and it's a very very tough thing to try and get through and i want to get that across this is no easy feat to try and get rid of but again like i said i'm going to try and talk you through how to do it so the last three years that i've been trying to do it uh, and that's how long it's time it's taken me uh, to break this mindset three years of trying this kind of ebb and flow and up and down and it's taken me until now to actually feel in somewhat comfortable is is the main word that i want to say here because you don't at those early stages it's uncomfortable when you think that the scales moved up and then you almost you almost imagine this accumulation of body fat like we put on five kilos of body fat if the scales goes up 0.2 and then we start to see it and our mind plays tricks on us and that's that's not healthy you know and it's not not good to have and i've been through this for years so six to seven years of the scale going down, 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 32 kilos off. And then three years of ebbing and flowing up and down, like I said, until now I actually feel comfortable. And this is why I want to do the podcast right now, because I've really just had this 
eureka moment this kind of revelation where it's you know what actually this is the first time i've actually felt like i've done it right here can you guys relate to this like can you do you, do you know do you understand what i'm talking about do you can you kind of feel the same emotions or can you can you relate to this can you relate to the emotions that i'm feeling with because you're you're not alone here and it's that feeling that eating more gain more body fat again in scale weight or a, an increase in scale weight you've gained more body fat feel a little bit fluffy one day every now and again we've gained more body fat and it's something that that is just ingrained in our mindset and something you've worked so hard at year after year after year if we have struggled and like i said um, I, I'm talking to the person that has struggled to keep weight off all these years and is trying to transition into this gaining phase, which I've I've done myself. So we, both of us here, we've worked year after year to pull this off, year after year. And now for us to start to see the scale move in the right direction, it's almost like contradicting to what we believe in. It's almost like a religion that scales is supposed to move down where we actually now want to transition into scales moving up. And then we, we think, what's going on here? Can I actually let this happen? Can I let myself change my mindset here? And it's very difficult to, to change your mindset because this is ingrained year after year after year. It's very, very difficult. And I can completely relate to you guys. Well, I can absolutely tell you now that in the last nine or 10 years, since I've started to train, um, train weights and um, train for body composition these last 12 weeks that I've gone through have been the best year best 12 weeks that I've had in a, in all that time I've never felt better over these 12 weeks sleeping better stress levels lower appetite well and truly managed I can tell you almost probably too much food performance in training at an all-time high which is a huge one for us which is a, an absolute non-negotiable for every single one of my clients and myself and then love for body composition at an all-time high i really really am in love with trying to improve my composition my client's composition all of your composition i really really am in love with it at the moment and that's why i pour everything into it we get used to feeling like shit sleeping like shit low sex drive low energy levels and after a while this just becomes normal do you know this you don't know any different you you literally wake up every day with our mindset and our mindset morphs into into feeling like that into feeling like shit and and you literally just expect to feel like shit and then we go throughout our day like thinking this is completely normal like this is this just becomes the new you which is, is not how it's supposed to be. And this is what I've kind of felt over the last few weeks. God, what have I been doing for the last number of years here? What have I been doing to my body metabolically-wise? I've dug a hole here for years and years, and I've dug a hole in my mindset, and I'm only starting to come around out of it now. So thank God I've been able to come out of it and be able to talk about it, because now hopefully I can help you guys. So what has changed for me? What has changed this time around in this gaining phase that I felt comfortable and I always bring myself back to the word. It, some things when we talk about body composition and we actually have to think of how we actually feel. It's not always numbers. We don't have to talk about the scales all the time. Do we feel comfortable? 
how do we feel at the moment? What's our mood like? What's our energy levels? What's our appetite like? What's our digestion like? What do we feel like when we wake up in the morning? Do we feel stressed? Do we feel anxious? How are we managing that? That's all subjective. That's all how we actually feel. And every single check in, that, that'll be the first thing that I look at with every single one of my clients. And for any coaches out there, this is definitely something that you guys should implement too. So we need to look at how we actually feel here. How do we actually feel every day when we wake up? So what has changed this time around? Guidance and research-based methods. One of the lads that I've really, really talked to a lot, and I probably talk to him every single week, and if he is listening to this, um, I really, really do owe you a lot, and I really appreciate you guiding me through this. And that's that's Adam Dowling, and I talk about him a lot on my Instagram, and I've done webinars and stuff like that, and anyone who's listened to this has probably, um, probably seen him on my Instagram before. But... The, mo- the kind of the moments when I wanted to turn around and I'd maybe send over a photo and say, what do you think? Do you think it's it's time to do a little mini cut and these kind of, this devil on my shoulder saying, time to pull food down? Um, he says, more food. No, no, absolutely not. More food. He can see when, when I'm fine. He can see when I have nothing to, nothing to worry about. He can see that I have nothing to worry about. But my previous mindset is is playing havoc on, on me. Do you know when my emotions are getting the better of me and they're, they're making me scared because I see the scale go up. I, I start to play all these um, thoughts and emotions in my head and I'm gaining body fat and things like this. But And I'm scared of going back to that 103 again. Joe, I am scared of doing that. And and I think only now, because I've had him in my corner, have him tell me and guide me through the process. And when I see, it's funny because when I see clients in probably the same composition as me, I would say absolutely more food. But I find it very difficult to see myself tell myself that I, I, I want more food or push up in calories or more carbs or whatever, whatever it is. And having, having someone to, um, to guide me through this process has been so 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 beneficial for me from a, a mental perspective and also from a um a physique perspective i now say to myself what was i so worried about do you know like when i'm looking back at now it's like what was i worried about at, at 78 kilos when i started this gaining phase what was i worried at 81 when i wanted to stop this gaining phase 82 when i wanted to stop like it, it does take it takes the guessing out of it. it takes the ability to to change variables away from me it 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 takes away that devil on my shoulder because i'm not in charge i do as adam says he tells me more food i push more food up and that's that's the guidance that's the guidance that has really really helped um and for this main reason i'm actually going to to hire a coach um over the next week or two actually hopefully all going well as the gyms look to get open over here so that's going to be all gone well now. It's going to be AJ Morris, um, and I've talked about him a couple uh, times in the episode, and I'm I'm so excited to get started with him. I think from a, a perspective of physique, first of all, this will absolutely undoubtedly improve, um, but also from a, a coaching perspective, I know all you guys know that um, I'm almost addicted to just becoming a better coach, becoming more educated, learning more and trying to improve myself and also my clients. So from learning from someone who's well, well established as one of the best natural coaches and bodybuilders in the UK will only bring me up another level. I know AJ just just became a, a pro uh, bodybuilder there. 
and I have no intention to become a bodybuilder, but um, having someone who's also a natural uh, is really, really important to me um, and something that I'm really looking forward to learning from because when we look at assisted bodybuilders and stuff, it, it just is it, nothing that appeals to me. So um, I'm never going to be able to take as much away from it. So having AJ is going to be really, really beneficial from everything. Um, so the main thing is, is because we see ourselves so often, we see ourselves every day, we are our own worst enemy. If someone sees us once a week and has an unbiased, objective, experienced view of what the week has looked like, they can much make much, much better judgments. And this is a perfect case of, I'd see, let's say, um, Phil was one of the, the guys who, who was in the gaining phase recently, or Andy and Alan and Mwiren, there's so many clients that I have at the moment in a gaining phase. And I can see them being in the same composition as me, but I have no problem telling them to eat more food, but I can I I can't tell myself I couldn't tell myself to eat more food at the time. And this just shows that having someone to make those judgments, those better judgments for you, is so advantageous. If we see ourselves every day, we see that 0.4 kilo increase in the scale weight after a meal out the previous night, and we know that's probably not body fat, it's more likely higher sodium intake, higher carb intake, a, a, a later meal potentially, we tend to get scared. We tend to pull ourselves back. We add an extra cardio session in, drop food by 500 calories. I'm sure we can all relate to this. So th can we relate to that? Does this sound familiar to you guys? Because I've been doing that for a long time anyway, a long, long time. So my advice to you is to get guidance, get an unbiased, objective, experienced view to guide you in the right direction. Get someone to guide you when you actually need them the most, when you want to turn around, but you probably don't actually need to. It's your devil on your shoulder. It's that previous mindset. It's that negative, negative thought process that's been um, embedded in you over the years that's telling you. Josh, turn around. No, you're gaining too much body fat air. You can't allow that scale to move anymore. When actually, we, when someone looks at it and goes, you're absolutely perfect here. We're in an absolutely perfect position to keep pushing food in the right direction. There's no need to turn around right now. This also allows you to focus on the training and eating an eating plan. This is something I'm really going to be um, excited to do because when we think of stuff like um, making a training plan, making a nutrition plan, changing nutrition plan, changing, calor changing caloric targets, changing macronutrient targets, evaluating a physique, putting your sleep hygiene practice in place, evaluating our sleep sleep quality, evaluating our sleep um, quantity, evaluating our stress for the week, evaluating our stress management tactics, analyzing scale weights, cardio, step count, RHR, resting heart rate, and HRV. Like These are just to name a few, and these are something I'll do every week with a client, with every single client that comes to the door. And if we have to do this from uh, on ourselves as well, it makes it much, much harder for us to, to optimize everything, to get the most out of our out of our out the things that we love. So can we take all of that away? And can we just focus on the good parts, training and food? We don't need to have anything. I don't, when AJ takes over my, my all that sort of stuff for me, and that's why I'm going to hire him, I can just focus on training. He gives me a plan. He gives me a food plan and a train plan. He goes, says, go off, off you go. Train, enjoy it. And all those external stresses are gone for me. And he will guide me. Okay, a little bit more food this week. We're looking a great, great position. And having someone just to tell you that. I can't, I can't describe the feeling when 
um, when someone tells you, no, you look great this week. Do you know, you look great. Um, let's, let's add a bit more food in here. We're progressing extremely well. That's literally music to my, to my ears. That's music to all of our ears. And having someone to tell you that and reassure you, no, you're okay here, Josh. You're okay to, to move forward here is massively, massively beneficial. So delegating these tasks to concentrate on the stuff that's fun, the stuff that we want to do. We want to get into the gym, we want to progress our lifts, we want to nail down execution, we want to eat our meals, enjoy our meals, take time enjoying our meals and actually digest and utilize the meals. But apart from, from the psychological elements, um, I've never been happier to, to, have, uh, to have someone guide me, Adam in particular, to guide me over the last couple of months and, and to feel the way I actually have. And that's the reason why I literally cannot wait to get AJ on board. And even now running a recomposition phase, it's funny thinking about it now that, I, to be completely honest with you, I feel quite drained. Energy's a little bit lower, sleep isn't as good, performance is definitely harder to maintain. I don't feel the the zip uh, that I felt when I'm going into the session. I felt when I'm in that gaining phase, I was couldn't wait to get in and try get that extra rep on banded push-ups to get that extra rep on um, single arm banded lat pull-down or dumbbell lateral raise, whatever it was. I was buzzing to try and get in there, but now it's like, oh, I could probably do without training today. And it's funny that now I, now that I'm realizing for the last kind of six years previous to this, or for that six years that I was in dining phase, no wonder I was stuck on, I don't know, a 40, 50 kilo RDL and 27.5 kilos dumbbells in both hands for a, a, an inclined uh, bench press. I was doing that for about four or five years in a row and no wonder because I had no fuel, I had no energy. And now I can realize that we need to spend more time of the year in a gaining phase. This might, is, actually I will say that with a, a precaution. Some of us will need to run dieting phases for longer, of course, for periods of time. But over our lifetime, we need to spend more time in a gaining phase. We need to spend time out of a deficit because we know this is is not good for our metabolic health this is not good for overall internal health at all we don't want to be in gaining phases or dieting phase for long periods of time so listen to that again we should spend more time of our life in a gaining phase or a maintenance phase than in a dieting phase so if we're spending a couple of years here in a row dieting 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 without any breaks diet breaks gaining phases whatever it is we we need to get out of there you know food is not fuel Sorry, excuse me. Food is fuel. Food is not body fat. We use fuel. We have better performance in the gym. Like I said, we have better energy. We have better mood. Stress is lower. Better digestion. Better sleep. Better sex drive. All these positives that come with it. Whereas when we take food away and we go into dieting phase, all these have a negative effect. Every single one of them will have a negative effect. So always remember that we do not want to be in dieting phases for long, long periods of time. We want to be out of dieting phases for as long as we can. So trust me, you will not look back if you were to, to implement all these kind of things into your, into your life. Using a measured approach, using a scientific approach, and you will guide yourself in the right direction by doing so. Having someone in your corner having someone to guide you there, having someone to appraise you. Do you know, we have, we find it, like I said, we're our own worst enemy. If you have someone standing there looking at photos of you each week and saying, you know what, Josh, or whoever is listening to this, you look great this week. 
you look fantastic. You're metabolizing food well. You look full as a house. You look lean still. You're progressing all your lifts, sleeping well, stress levels are low. Unbelievable. Let's just keep going. Let's keep ticking our boxes here. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And just by listening and hearing that, psychologically, you just get this weight off your shoulders. You get this big grin from ear to ear, and you just feel amazing then after. And this is what I want all of you guys to do, because like I said, I'm talking to one single person here, one person in particular that has been struggling over the years to enter this gaining phase. And having someone to guide you there and tell you objectively the correct things to do is so, so, so advantageous. So I think that's going to be a wrap for today's podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it and, and could can take something from this. And again, I'd like to just re- uh, reiterate this. You are not alone. There are so, so, so many people in your shoes. And I've had so many people talk to me about like what what's the maximum weight we should be entering in a gaining phase what how much weight should we be gaining a week in a gaining phase how long should we run it for and that is a telltale for people who are a little bit scared to enter it and like i said they are not alone and you guys are not alone either i did it for years and i'm only starting to come around out of it now and i feel so much better for it you just need a roadmap you need someone to to tell you how to get from A to B and for them to guide you along the way um, of getting from A to B. Someone to give you um, praise when you need it and someone to pull you back when you need it as well. Now, if there's something um, you need help with and if this is something you need help with, please reach out. I've, I have limited spots now available at the moment, but I have online coaching spots. Let, let me help you, do you know? I've been through this. I can relate to you. I can understand exactly what you're going through at the moment. And I've been there. And I, I've put up photos years ago, or a couple about a year or two ago, of, of where I've come, where how far I've come since that 103 marker. And I know how to not get back there. And I know all the, the don'ts and what I've done wrong over the years and how to go about not doing it. So to finish off, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you again for listening and tuning in. And if you've listened to previous podcast episodes as well, thank you so much. Um, I hope you have enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, um, I'd really appreciate it if you could share it on your stories. Um, for me to be able to help as many people dealing with the same problem as I can. If I can get more reach um, and help one more person um, than you guys that are listening right now, then I'll, I'll be a happy man. I'll have done my job here. So thank you so much. I hope you're all doing well. Please reach out if you need any help and I will see you in the next one.